This episode of The Emma Gunn Show is brought to you in collaboration with Philips. Hello, hi, and welcome to a beauty special episode of The Emma Gunn Show and the series Natters That Matter with Philips. Natters That Matter is a series that opens up honest and transparent discussions around body and facial hair, how we view it, how it makes us feel, and how it impacts the way in which we present ourselves to the world to inspire true confidence both inside and out. Hair removal doesn't look the same for everyone, and in this series we're championing individual choice, individuality, and self-expression. The Philips Lumea has been designed for long-term hair removal, and because Philips believe that hair removal is a choice, they're keen to discuss the topic in a way that every woman can relate to and identify with. So in this series, I'll be speaking to Hernam Kaur, a motivational speaker and social activist, the psychotherapist and coach Lee Pycroft, dermatologist Dr. Sharon Wong, and the writer and columnist Rosie Green. And I'm especially delighted to open up the floor for conversations like this because I'm someone who has managed body and facial hair for as long as I can remember. A hormone imbalance in my teens meant I was shaving, waxing, plucking and threading from a very young age because I didn't want noticeable hair on my face or body. It's an extremely repetitive pursuit because it's something that has to be constantly managed. But if you're a long-time listener or you follow me on Instagram, you'll know the game very much changed for me when I started using the Philips Lumea and was able for the first time not just to manage my unwanted hair, but also reduce it in the long term. One of the things that's so impressive about the Philips Lumea is how you have a device that's safe to use at home, featuring like really sophisticated technology that can give a result of a 92% reduction in just three treatments. But in addition to the IPL technology, the success of your treatment relies on using the device on a specific schedule, which is why Lee Pycroft, a psychotherapist and coach, is joining me in this episode to discuss how we make habits and how we can create space in our lives to use the Philips Lumea for optimal results. We also discuss the role of consistency in reaping the rewards of habitual behavior and what our habits say or don't say about us. Are you ready? The links to the Philips Lumea, the rest of the Natters That Matter series, and where you can find Lee on social media will be in the show notes. But let's get to it. Lee Pycroft, welcome to Natters That Matter with Philips. How are you? Hello, Emma. I'm very well, thank you. Yes, delighted to be here on Natters That Matter. Very excited to talk to you today. (laughs) I always love chatting to you, and I love chatting chatting to you because you're my mate, but I also love chatting to you because you are a psychotherapist and we can really go there when it comes to all sorts of topics. Yes. And the topic in particular that we're going to be talking about here is habits. Now, you know this, but for listeners, uh, we're talking about the Philips Lumea and the Philips Lumea is this brilliant hair reduction device that has incredible technology in it. It's insane innovation that allows you to manage your body hair, your facial hair, you can treat your underarms, your bikini line, everything. Yet you've got all this incredible technology, but it's sort of not worth a damn unless you've got the habit in place to do it on the schedule, which will deliver them the best results. Isn't that right? Yes, exactly. It is. And I mean, I have to say it's a pretty easy schedule in terms of habits, (laughs) having been using it myself. Um, but yeah, so I think the, the habit part is an important part of it, but I think it's an easy startup. Let's put it like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's exactly this thing. You've got this incredible technology, but it's, it's how you use it and it's when you use it. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about habits is because 
I've talked a lot about habits on this podcast. You have, you're a bit of a wizard with habits, aren't you? (laughs) But I've talked about daily habits. I've talked about doing habits for a certain amount of time, but actually what I've never really leaned into is the interval of habits. And it's the interval of habits that's Mm -hmm. so crucial here because the interval with the Phillips Lee Mayer is every two weeks. Mm. And you think, well, great. That doesn't sound like a huge amount of input on my end. I just have to do it every two weeks. But, oh, two weeks can fly by, two weeks can be easily forgotten. So what we're going to unpick with Lee is how to make a habit stick. So what's the starting point for creating a habit like this? Well, let's just look at for a moment what we mean by habits. So we're all on the same page. So if you think that habits are small decisions that we make and actions we take each day, right, and they are performed so regularly they become kind of automatic to a situation. Now we've all got habits, right? We can probably think of many habits we are conscious of, and there'll be many that happen kind of unconsciously. So they really are an accumulation of small decisions that we engage in regularly. So when you think about when you first got up this morning, you know, what did you do? You know, what was your routine? Did you jump on social media? Did you wash your face, you know, meditate? Um, and kind of what you do in the evening, you know. And although I think what we have to remember about habits is they are not about the end goal. They are the systems that help us reach the end goal. Ooh, and I like yeah. that very much. And not about the end goal. They're about the systems that help us reach the end goal. Yes, exactly. And I think that what's so common is we think about the end goal a lot, Right. We think about, well, I'm going to create to get to this end goal. I'm going to get to this place I want to be. But really, it's the habits that although when we do them individually, they don't have seemingly much impact. Mm. But when we do them regularly over time, they not only build up to reach the kind of goal that we're looking for, but they also start to influence who we become in the process of that, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. You know, know, if you think about the food you eat on a daily basis, whether you take exercise or not, um, how much money you spend, um, your productivity, unless, you know, each small action, one way or the other, whether it's, you know, for that or against it, will take it in one direction or another. And it might, that single event might not mean much, but then they will build up quite quickly. Mm. And um, there's a psychologist actually called Carl Jung, Carl Jung, you probably know him, Emma. And he (laughs) said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate, right? So we have to be, we have to be aware of what we're doing. Um, So I think it's common to focus on habits rather than, uh, you know, we want to think, focus on that rather than what we want to achieve and think about the identity of the person that we're going to become in the process of that, you know. I think that's a really important part. But you were saying, so I'm probably going completely off the question you asked me, Emma, (laughs) which was about the interval part, wasn't it? Well, actually, I just want to unpick something there because I think like let's let's look at the consuming impulse here so for me personally Mm. as somebody who's had to manage body hair since my early teens because of a hormonal Mm. imbalance if I'm picking up if I'm going to the shop and I'm picking up the Lumea or I'm ordering it online as a consumer I'm thinking entirely about the end goal which is Mm. I'm thinking about oh that day when I don't have to shave my legs again or I don't have to worry about Mm. things (laughs) And yet actually what you're saying is 
whilst that whilst obviously that's got to be in your mind because that's why you want to use the, the framework yeah yeah that's that's an end point if you focus on that only you're not focusing on the thing that's actually going to get you there which is the habitual use of the product exactly exactly and also i think emma the thing is it's because our culture looks at big wins the whole time it looks yeah. at massive transformations it looks at you know the edited highlights of of someone's showreel if you like you know be more do more kind of thing and so we can go for these sort of big goals if you like but it is these small actions that are manageable mm. that are achievable that are small that will take us there because you know once you get the big thing like supposing you know you, you usually are a mayor and you become um you know, hair free in the area that you want to become hair free. And that's great. And then you still need to keep the habit up mm -hmm. in order to maintain it. Same as fitness, yeah. same as the food you eat, mm -hmm. same as productivity. So it becomes as probably the identity part, it becomes about who we're kind of sculpting ourselves into becoming in the process of that. Mm. And I think that where, you know, with habits, often people will make them very big right? They will do these big actions and so forth. Um, but when we're focused on that big win, it's not going to help us maintain those very small habits. And when we fall off that habit, then we end up feeling bad about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we forget or something happens. Maybe you've um, got this great plan, but something happens in your work life or something happens at home and you're derailed off that course. And then the person might think, well, you know, I can't do that or I'm, you know, I've not kept the habits up and they feel bad about themselves. Mm. And this is why when we are doing a habit, we keep it super small to begin with. We just keep showing up no matter what's happening. And that's the beauty about it when you keep it small and achievable. And that's a great thing about Lumea because it's not, you know, it's, you know, to do, I've been doing my legs with it and it's taking me maybe 10 minutes. That's mm. it. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not a big sort of uh, a big uh, thing that I have to do. Um, but, you know, in that time that I'm creating the habit of doing this, I can also sort of think to myself, well, what's the sort of person that makes time for themselves? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's less about me not having to do my legs anymore and more about, well, who am I becoming in the process of that? I'm becoming a person that can create time to look after myself. I'm becoming the person that, you know, um, as part of who I am, I will look after the outside as well as the inside and my environment and just part of a big package. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely does. And I think as well, sometimes, I think what you touched on there actually is something that, it's that thing, isn't it, of the small habit that you do repeatedly might not pay off and you might be doing it for a really long time and it still doesn't pay off, but you can't let that derail you. You can't let that demotivate you because it's not about the one time that you do it and you get the result. It's about the 999 times you did it before. Oh my gosh, that is so true. So, it's so true. There's actually um, a really great book. Have you heard of it? Atomic Habits by, yeah, yeah. So do you remember <laughs> Listeners, I'm pointing at the bookshelf behind me because Lee and I are on video and it's literally it's pulled out because I just referenced it before we spoke. Do you remember the um, story in there about the 1% marginal gains? So basically marginal gains work like kind of compound interest, if you like. Mm -hmm. Think about when you plant seeds in a garden, 
think about, you know, you put the seeds in the soil, you water them, maybe you give them plant food and nothing happens and you keep watering them and you put them out in the light and still nothing happens. Mm. And basically, I think what we have to remember with habits is that we can be putting in the action but just because we can't see the change yet mm. doesn't mean change isn't happening. It's like with seeds or planting bulbs, you know, the work's going on underground. The roots are taking hold, they're bedding in, this, this metamorphosis is happening. Um, and there's a great story actually in Atomic Habits. That one I just told you was one of mine. <laughs> but in Atomic <laughs> Habits, <laughs> in Atomic Habits, they talk about um, the... British cycling team I think it was the sky team actually mm. and they brought in a new trainer and the trainer said you know we want to well win the Tour de France how are we going to do it and the trainer worked on this marginal gain system and said well okay we'll change we'll create lighter tires on the bikes we'll get different pillows we will try different massage techniques um, slightly different foods um, and all these tiny tiny one percent changes in lots of different areas right mm. and then what happened is suddenly things start to move and they, the prediction was they would win the Tour de France in five years and in fact they won it in three so so the amazing thing is is you can build up the habit because what we have to also focus on is habits are kind of like they follow a routine if you like you've got your cue which is your trigger, right? That tells your brain to go into automatic mode. Mm. Then there's your routine, right? So that's the physical, uh, emotional or be mental behavior that you, you do. And then you've got your reward, right? This is how the habit loop works, if you like. And so what we have to remember is that when we're aware of that system, then we can add in whatever habits we want to create and we can add in, also be aware of everyone in a, in a bad habit loop or habit loop that's not working for us, if you like. Because once we know that kind of system, we can start adjusting it either way. Um, if you think of the 1% the, the gains, Emma, mm. and how we don't see things necessarily straight away, of course, this can work negatively too, right? If you're negative about yourself, say you're negative about your body hair and you're talking yourself down or whatever, that... 1% in that direction can build up over time too. Mm -hmm. So we have to really champion ourselves, right? And to help us move towards these very small 1% um, gains, if you like, that will build up over time, you know? Um, you use the Lomea once, you might not see a difference. You use it twice, you use it three times and you start seeing a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think the key is to be really patient Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in one of the other stories in the book, actually, do you remember the ice cube story? Yes. Increase the temperature by one degree. Yeah. Yeah. Increase the temperature by one degree and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then suddenly it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing feels particularly different, Yeah. you know, but because you've kept showing up, you've kept putting in the action, you've kept at it. Um, that's where the change starts happening, you know? Um, Yeah. It's reminding me, actually, I was moaning to my brother the other day because, you know, you know this and uh, listeners, if you follow me on social media, I don't post every single day, but you know that I'm pretty good and regimented about and disciplined about working out. And yes. my, my body has changed a lot over a couple of years. And obviously there's lots of podcasts about that. But I was speaking to my brother the other day and I was moaning about the fact that I'd put on some poundage. Mm -hmm. 
And he looked at me and he said, you're recomping. Isn't it obvious? And I said, what on earth do you mean? He said, your body's recomposition.ing And he grabbed my leg and he said, that's now muscle. It wasn't muscle before. And please tell me mm. you understand how. So he said, all of that, all of those workouts, it's not that they're not working anymore. It's yeah. that their results are showing up in a different way. Yes. And you're looking yeah. at the wrong metric. Yes. Yeah. It's like shift the perspective, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Shift the lens yeah. and see it in a different way. And I think that this is where every time we perform a habit, like you do one of your workouts, whether it's productivity, whether it's, you know, hair removal, whatever it is, we are championing on ourselves, voting for ourselves, for the person who we're becoming in that. Mm. So you went from being a person that rather than thinking of your end goal is I want to be a particular body shape, you focused on the system that was going to take you there, just showing up to work out, Yeah. just showing up. And, and the thing is, is when we are setting up a system, we have to keep showing up no matter how much that might, we might try and be derailed because you are a person then, not about the person that's going to be X, you know, shape, but you are the person that values health. You're the person that values fitness. You're a person that works out three times a week. Mm. And that's the part we focus on. The change, the habit of the change, the system of the change that we want to make, you know, and how did that, in terms of your identity, we were talking about the identity piece and who mm -hmm. you become. When you talk about that journey, how was that for you? And when you created that habit, how did you stay on that habit when it was, there were times when you might have wanted to be, you might have been derailed of the environment. We can talk about environments in a minute, actually. Mm. Um, wasn't in your favor or whatever. I think it's something that you said earlier and it just made a light bulb go off, which is why I told that anecdote about my, uh, my brother and I just now, because mm. it was about not not necessarily focusing on the end goal but trusting that if i do this three times a week it will work so it actually plays in completely to billy mayer because if i do this if i follow the instructions which have been tested and have been guided I, the guidelines and the guidance comes from people who have tested this in laboratory conditions who have done all yeah. the work so if I trust that process yeah. I'm going to get the results that I want and it was the same with it's been the yeah. same with lots of things it's been the same with like uh, my hair loss issues or it's been the same yeah. with looking after my skin it's trusting that doing Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Doing these things will eventually elicit the result you want, but if you focus too much on the result, as you've said, you can, mm. it can actually devalue, take the value out of the process. Yes. Not the, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so I think, you know, uh, you know, often with, with sort of when it becomes the ritual, because like if I tidy up my room, we have one room in our house that's always got loads of stuff in it. If you tidy it the once, you've hit the goal, 
but then it just goes back because the system of your life, if anything's taken off, if you, you go too much out of the flow of your life when cultivating a habit, mm. then you're going to be pulled back in. So that's mm. why, you know, the point of, say you want to um, run 5K, you start off with running, putting your, even putting your running shoes by the door. Mm. And the mm. next day you put your running shoes on and the next time you walk to the gate and the next time you um, walk, you don't run. You make it so small that no matter what happens, you can stay on track. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you would um, never think I'm going to start running tomorrow and I'm going to run a 5K in 14 minutes, which is I, I'm probably but what Mo Farah does. I don't know what his exact time is. Like, I think he yeah. does. I think he does a, a 10K in something like 15 minutes. I don't anyway. But you would never you would it's never insane. think I'm gonna, I would never you would never think I'm never going to start. <laughs> you would never think I'm going to start running and I'm going to run at the pace of Mo Farah because you know as well as his genetic predisposition to be able to run that way and as well as it's his training yes 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 and that's the isn't that the funny thing isn't it because what we get is you know (laughs) I've written the bestseller I've got this body transformation and we're not showing the systems behind it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what's actually happened the the showing up even when you don't want to you know the consistency so an example being you know when you're setting up a habit and you need to look at what the habits are in your life already right what's already happening that you can bolt this new habit onto Mm. because then that acts as your cue if you like because you can sort of um layer them if you like so say you're cultivating a habit and you want to use your limea you might think, well, what, the, what is a habit? You can make two lists, if you like. You can make a list of all the things you're doing already. Um, maybe you're getting up in the morning, you're having a cup of tea, you're washing your face, you're brushing your teeth. Uh, you come in home in the evening, you wash your face again, uh, whatever it is. And that is your cue to then use the device. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you can also do is say you find that you are getting distracted or you, you know, this brilliant, actually they have an app. So you can be, you can be sent a reminder. You can be sent yeah. a notification to, well, this is your time. Prepare now's yourself. A good time. Now's a good time to do your treatment. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. And you might do it and along with something else that you really enjoy. Mm. So you might be listening to your podcast. It might be putting on your Netflix show. It might be, um, you know, listening to a piece of music that you love. Or reading through, you know, magazines. So, you know, when you're tagging it on to the habit that you have already, you then perform the new habit, right? Because that's mm. linking it to the habit you have already. So it's easier to remember. That's your cue, your new behavior. And then your reward. Now, in this instance, if it's a difficult one for you, you can be doing something that you find enjoyable. But then the celebration part of the habit is really key mm. because that's what helps us wire in the kind of, you know, the reward um, mechanisms, if you like, the sort of little dopamine release, that's the, you know, the neuromodulator of reward and motivation. You know, when we, when we often get a goal, we're delighted and we get this massive dopamine release, but actually it's also the, the neuromodulator of motivation, you know, it keeps us going. So when you're sort of sitting there and you say to yourself, I did it, you know, I'm on my way, I've yeah. taken a step, I'm headed in the right direction, you know, I'm a person that takes time to look after myself. I'm the person that's created space for me to enjoy this process. It all just adds up and will create this sort of um, steady transformation 
towards being not only getting the result you want but being the person that becomes that so yeah. it kind of has a um ripple effect i mean if you think of um keystone habits you know they are often the ones that will have a ripple effect and go into other areas of your life right mm. so you know uh an obvious one exercise again someone who exercises becomes a person where fitness is important to them yeah they show up no matter what even if they can't fit in the whole workout they still do the pattern or maybe they start in small with five squats or something um that they mount up but say they can't get their 15 minute workout in they do a five minute one because that pattern is still being embedded at that time right yeah, yeah. Um, which is the important part of it you know and then they do their reward part um afterwards you know so with the lame you know you are you're, you're creating that space for yourself you're becoming that person who takes care of yourself and of course that can ripple out into other areas of your life where you make time for yourself in other areas too you know um the fitness you'll eat better sleep better um maybe be an easier person to be around but when we create time for ourselves and to look after ourselves and to do nice things for ourselves things where we can kind of think yeah you know I did that for myself I feel good about that Mm -hmm. if that's important to you if that's in alignment with your values you know and you know the other thing I'm sorry sorry, Emma is is you know often people think well it, it is a habit is it annoying to stick to it remember it buys you a certain amount of freedom Mm. when we have these systems in place don't you think yeah you know the systems will buy us time in the long run oh without a shadow of a doubt you know without a shadow of a doubt um because well I was going to ask you about procrastination actually because I Mm. think that's one of the things that come in that can come into play with habits of thinking oh I'll just do it tomorrow but actually Mm. it's the showing up and I, one of the things that's really important to uh, Phillips and Lumea, which I really appreciate, is um, it's a choice. You don't, yeah. You're not yeah. under any pressure to want yeah. to uh, yeah. remove your body hair or your facial hair or your underarm yeah. hair. But if you want to, this is the choice. And I think that's so important in what you were saying Definitely. about habit yeah. formation. It's your choice about how you want to show up for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is such a key part of it, actually. Um, you know there's so much in our culture that tries to influence us in one way or another and you can get dragged along with the masses I think that just being aware of where your attention is going and what is important to you how you know how does this align with your values is this something that's important to you you know have it before I became a psychotherapist and coach I was a makeup artist for many many years and quite a high profile one and I have seen the benefits because I worked in the vulnerable sectors for many years mm. and I took teams of artists where we used um, different sort of uh, you know makeup hair massage nails all this kind of thing to help people feel you know feel differently about their appearance right because often when we neglect our appearance that has an impact on also how we view ourselves so I think that that part of well, also, being able yeah that's a, one of the things about uh, neglecting one's appearance actually we, we're talking about choice I know but mm. actually neglecting one's personal appearance can be a sign of a, a yeah. deeper issue yes yes exactly because when we're exhausted by something exhausted by life then often one of the first things that goes is looking after our appearance you know when you can't get out of bed in the morning you're feeling particularly low whatever is going on for you so it can reflect right you know, if we're not bothering to work out, we're not bothering with ourselves because mm-hmm. we don't think we matter, then that has an impact overall. So it kind of the inside impacts the outside, the outside impacts the inside. So it's having a balance of all of that. 
I think is really important. It's not just being overly focused on the outside. It's being able to understand why we're doing something. What, what, we, what is the benefit? Because anything we do, Emma, right, is to feel something. Mm. You know, we want to feel something. We want to feel, you know, um, an, a certain emotion, if you like. And if removing your hair for you feels is something that is a going to save you time in the long run is something that you're you think is you're going to benefit from then that is your choice you know and that's the important part I think to to really focus on um mm. because I you know as I said in the vulnerable states I've seen how it can help boost someone's um sense of well-being and sense of self when they when they make that time for themselves um and have a ripple effect well, in, it's, in many you, other ways it's like you say if you do something daily weekly every fortnight monthly or what have you and then way down the line you can look and say oh I'm really pleased with that there's mm. no one else to thank but you mm. that for showing up on all of those mm. occasions and doing putting the effort in whatever it might be yeah yeah and I think what you were saying about you know um procrastination is this is where when you're keeping the habit small mm. you know when you're working up to it and I mean with the Le Maire, it's it's a it's pretty small you know, it's the first one, you know, it might, okay, my legs took me 10 minutes, but obviously if you're doing another, you know, your underarms or something, it's probably going to take you less time. And the thing is, is often as a um, task, if I'm working with someone who procrastinates a lot, I'll say, okay, so the idea is you have to schedule this, right? You have to put it in your schedule. We can't, we can't sort of set ourselves a task and say, well, I'll do it this week. We have to, we have to schedule it. So, okay, like you're tagging it on to after brushing your teeth on a Monday night and a, on in July and then a Monday, a Tuesday night in August and so forth, whatever it is, or every two weeks, whatever your schedule is, whether you're doing every, every month, every couple of weeks. So you've got that. And then you focus on it for 10 minutes. That's it, you know, or less time. And that's why this is great because the time of length, the time you need to do it is very short anyway. Because yeah, yeah. as a task, I might say to someone, we'll only do something for two minutes. You're not allowed to do it for more or you're not mm. allowed to do it for longer than 10 minutes. You have to get up for after 10 minutes. And what happens is people who procrastinate a bit, they tend to sit down and once they've actually started, yeah. <laughs> then they find, they find they've actually sat there for way longer. But of course, you know, if you're using Lume, you, you don't sit there for longer, but um the point is, is it, it's a, it's an easy win from it, from that procrastination point of view. I think the thing that really surprises me about the Lumea is the fact that you sit down to do it and you think, gosh, I'm holding in this device, all of this, like all of this technology, technology. that used to only be available in clinics. Yeah. So the innovation yeah. to be able to put this in the palm of your hand in your home. And my yeah. ritual listeners is um, I tend to go to bed early on a Sunday night because I've still, it's probably PTSD from school, let's face it, is this idea of like being super prepared for the Monday morning. So I get onto, so I sit down, put something on at nine o'clock and I will think, right, Lumeo time. And you realize that it's all done by the time you get to the first ad break of the program that you're watching. Yeah, it's not great if you want a whole thing of Netflix, is it? Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it's incredibly easy and, it, and it's great because it's, you know, an IPL technology. It gently puts your hair to sleep, preventing mm. um, regrowth from the root. And what, what I found um, actually helpful with it, because I've been using it on my legs, I'm saying, mm. is it has a smart skin sensor. So it will detect your skin tone and indicates the most comfortable and effective yeah. light setting for you. Um, so it, it's super, super easy to mm. put together and actually use. And there's different attachments for different body parts, um, you know, on your uh, face, 
bikini area, underarms and so forth. And then the attachments are really easy to replace. Um, and then there's oh, 90, yeah, they just slot in and slot they out. Literally they literally yeah. slot in and slot out and up to 92% hair reduction in just three treatments, you know. So um, I'm doing mine for two weeks. I do it once every two weeks for three sessions. Um, and then the maintenance schedule. Um, I think also the fact that it's cordless or you can use it plugged in is is great, isn't it? Makes it so very handy. easy and sort of travel friendly, if you like. Um, yeah. And as well, I say, the thing. if yeah. you have a habit and suddenly, I mean, I know that no one's really traveled for a while, but if you do some, if <laughs> yes. you have a weekend away, it's not actually going to take up a huge amount of space in your bag. No, and it comes in a lovely bag as well. A quilted number. A nice quilted number, exactly. Um, and the fact that when we're talking about prompts, remember I was talking about the the cue, the trigger that tells mm -hmm. you, because you can download the app and you can create your personalized program with treatment reminders. And yeah. there's lots of tips and tricks and commonly asked questions on there. So that notification reminds you, so you can schedule it. Mm -hmm. You can then do the behavior and then reward yourself afterwards, you know, on my way. Um, so I think it's uh, that part is really good. And I think, um, you know, I think you can also pay for it in, in installments, can't you, in uh, monthly installments, which is really handy as well, if you're in a situation where you don't want to pay for it all up front. I think um, what I like about the app as well is we can talk about habit formation and what have you, but sometimes it can be really intimidating to use something like that. If previously you've been using, if you think about other hair removal techniques, mm. they're, they're not as technical mm. like in any way, shape or form. And the fact that you've got the app that kind of holds your hand through it, Mm. and tells you how to position things so even though yeah. it is for your benefit you're you're kind of not on your own when you're doing it which I kind of really like um yeah. Yeah. tell you what I oh sorry yeah, no, go on. <laughs> I was going to ask you actually about because uh, we're coming to the end of our time together but I was going to ask you about breaking a bad habit because yes. if we're talking about the habits that we implement or put in place so that we become a better version of ourselves or mm. you know, they sort of mm. slowly begin to shape our identity, who we are and who we want to show up to be. What if yeah. you have bad habits that you think, yeah. you talked right at, the top, stop yeah. at, right at the top of the show, what do you do first thing when you wake up? Yes, I do check social media immediately. And I know that that's not a great habit, Lee. You don't have to tell me or send me a WhatsApp after this and tell me off. I really do know. But how do you break something like that when obviously it's a habit that I haven't even tried to make? Yeah, this is interesting, isn't it? This is what I was saying about the, the Carl Jung um, quote, you know, where we have to make what's unconscious conscious. And I think that's where breaking the pattern down, you know, and often people who I speak to are trying to get a, away from a habit. We have to replace, put something in its place and shift, shift the pattern. So say you're waking up and the first thing you do when you really break that pattern down is you're, you're sitting up in bed, you're picking up your phone, you're going on social media, you're scrolling and so forth. What might happen then in order to change that is you leave your phone outside your room. Mm. You get up and you have a drink of water instead. You go downstairs and you start to, you start to break the pattern down and put in new things in its place that are more rewarding yeah. you know uh it, it's, it's really creating an awareness of what the pattern is how you can disrupt that pattern and also Emma, i think the really uh amazing thing we can do when creating a new pattern and breaking an old one is to visualize how we want to be back to the identity part because mm -hmm. the imagination is one of our most powerful natural resources. So when you are imagining the person you want to become, who is the person that gets up in the morning, maybe goes downstairs, allows himself that space 
before they pick up their phone, right? Visualize it in your mind of you getting up, drinking a glass of water instead, maybe doing a few stretches, whatever the habit is that you want to replace with that, you know? Um, and the, the vivid use of our imagination can help us mentally rehearse this new habit or breaking the old one, which can be incredibly um, useful for people in order mm. to, you know, uh, actually enact that in real life that makes sense it does I've been honestly this has been such a helpful conversation uh and I really appreciate your insights on habit formation because as you say they are so powerful they might seem mm. like little things but is it's the cumulative benefit and the accumulation of all of these things that really do um they're really quite profound they are really profound and I think it also creates a situation where we can be much kinder to ourselves we can be much more human with ourselves rather than waiting for this sudden thing to happen that then we're going to be happy you know we can just enjoy each part of it and enjoy the process of something because when we can embed these in then you know our life becomes an easier journey in total you know yeah Thank you so much for your time and your insights. Listeners, the links to Lee and obviously the Phillips Lee Mayer will be in the show notes. But Lee, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found that conversation useful in steering you towards the choices that will empower you. The links from everything we discussed will be in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. The links to the Philips Lumea will also be in the show notes and it's where you can find any further information about the device, how to use it and payment options. If you'd like to carry on the conversation, you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram where I'm at Emma Guns. Or if you'd like to discuss choices around hair removal with thousands of your fellow listeners, then click the link in the show notes to join the Facebook forum. You have to answer a couple of questions and agree to the forum rules. But once you're in, you can join one of the many conversations going on right now within that lovely community. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.